one of the loudest bands I've ever seen live. With like three people in it, right? Yeah, four. Four. But they were bringing it. Tool and the pot to open up this week's episode. And there's a good reason for that. This is our Fright Club salute About to... pot? Tool time. Oh, right. Sorry. It's all about tool time. Welcome. We are doing it live from the Gateway Film Center right in Columbus, Ohio, on the Ohio State University campus where we're here once a month doing Fright Club Live. And this week we're talking about tools. Which was a request. We were going to do Cabin in the Woods Horror to go along with Antichrist, the screening today. And then all of a sudden we decided it might be more fun to do tools. And it actually was. It was really, really fun to decide because it wasn't until you thought about it that you realized how many incredibly inspired ways horror cinema filmmakers have used tools to to do bad things? Yeah, get in the toolbox. But you know what? For the second podcast in a row, yes. unfortunately, we have to start out with some bad news because the last podcast, the day we taped it, we found out that Jonathan Demme passed away. Mm-hmm. And now just today, you guys have probably heard, Michael Parks passed away at the age of 77. And that just sucks. He it was does. awesome. So great. He was so great. I especially love from, from Kill Bill. Oh, absolutely. Esteban. Esteban. Senor Esteban Vejo. Yes. May I join you? Only on the condition that you call me Esteban. May I join you, Esteban? Please. Love Esteban. But he had so many of those. Red State. Kevin Smith's Red yeah. State. And he plays the evangelist. And that's one of, I think, maybe his greatest performance ever. He was absolutely brilliant. And he had that. so many of those roles, even if they're small roles yeah. like Esteban. He just made an impression. Yeah, he absolutely. No matter what he was doing. I loved him. Yeah, he was great. So so RIP to Michael Parks. We were sorry to hear that. Uh, and we got to say a quick thank you to the B-Movie Bros and Phantom Dark Dave. Woo! We were guested on their podcast last couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, and and it was fun. It was sort of horror through the eras. And we all just talked about sort of our favorite 70s movies and our favorite 80s movies. And We just rambled. We just rambled. But it was fun. It was it fun. It was fun. And we're going to have them on our podcast coming up. And I think that we decided, uh, which I think is a fun idea, we're going to talk about amputees. Right? They're fun, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you just roll them out there and so the happens. laughs just start coming. Somebody throws a topic, and I think, how fast can I come up with five movies that I like? Done. All right, amputees. <laughs> amputees, there you have it. So that's upcoming. And on the last episode, we talked about underestimated women in horror. So we got some great feedback, but we got a couple of ideas for ones that we forgot. Well, there's one that I don't. I just realized that I forgot. I'm not sure that many people remember this movie. We talked about it, and we talked about uh, Korean films. It's called uh, Bedeviled, and the lead in this movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should, John saw it, I remember, she was wildly underestimated. Nobody thought that this woman was going to wreak the havoc that she wrought. So I forgot about her, and I should have included her. Um, and then Shred Van Winkle, he would have included the uh, protagonist in Thale, which is kind of a weird sort of folklore kind of a fun movie. And then um, also Bridget, the younger sister in... in um, yeah. Ginger snaps. ginger snaps. How do we forget that? Because we've no, talked about ginger a snaps one. a few times. Oh, we love times. ginger snaps. So, yeah. Sorry for getting those, but thank you for all the feedback. And um, speaking of John, John, who's here tonight, Fright Club, Clubber number one, is going to be guesting on a upcoming episode. We haven't figured out the, the we date yet. Keep moving around. Keep moving We're sorry, back. John. But we'll we get you keep... on there. And, uh, and then a week from, or not a week, a month from uh, today, pretty much close, June 14th is the next episode of Fright what? Club is Live. What is June 14th, George? It's Flag Day. Is that and, what it is? And it's our anniversary. There it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be right back here with no place we'd rather spend it <laughs> and with you fine people. Fright Club Live, and we're going to be playing They Look Like People, which I is love an that awesome movie. movie. It's such a great movie. It's, yeah. it's a great movie. And the topic is going to be 
to go along again with our anniversary. It's going to be mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that. So that should be fun. Uh, but we got to get to our toolbox, open it up, and we've got, like you said, you think about a topic, and then the movies just start coming. You yeah, know, the well, ideas so start coming. Every Friday the Thirteenth movie, and then which makes me realize every sleepaway camp movie, every camping movie, <laughs> um, and then there are movies where it's in the title. So duh, right? Uh, Driller killer. Driller killer. Toolbox <laughs> murders. The other toolbox murders. Uh, it's just, uh, they really, uh, so we had to try saw. to. Saw. Saw. Right. Exactly. So we, so anyway, we wanted to really try to, uh, I, I categorized is basically, basically what I did. So I still picked the five I like the best, but I put hey, them into specific categories. And so our first category is saws, actually. So we, we looked at, and that was kind of fun. Because yeah. they, they make us they make a mess. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So some of our favorite scenes. Death scenes with saws, pieces. I don't know if you remember the one of the girl in the bathroom. I mean, favorite is maybe a harsh word for it. <laughs> but it was kind of inspired. One of my favorites is from the remake of Evil Dead. Yes, you do love that one. Just raining blood. Right. And, of course, she's already ripped her hand off. Yeah. So before <laughs> she then, yeah, she, she chainsaws the other version of her in the head, which, of course, is kind of an homage to Evil Dead 2. Where Ash's saw kind of cuts into Linda's dead dancing body. It's a good scene, though. <laughs> that's a good one. And Tucker Dale versus Evil. Yes. Which we love the bees and the chainsaws. Yeah, that's a great scene. Love that. Love that whole movie, but love that <laughs> with the bees. So that's uh, just some of the ones you talk about when you talk about saws. But of course, the granddaddy is going to be in at number five on our toolbox horror, one of Hope's all time faves, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> this is the movie. That is just as real. Just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Do. We're not showing trailers today. We're actually showing the scene. Just FYI. Except for, <laughs> except for, except for Antichrist, which we're going to watch the film tonight. So, for some of you that may not have seen it, we don't want to spoil that no, at all. No. Uh, but this is me. so great. And one of the reasons that I love this is because it's actually the only chainsaw death in this movie. Which, um, yeah, just so, kind of funny. <laughs> and they saved it for Franklin. Poor, annoying. That's because wine. everybody hates I know. Hates everybody him. hates Franklin. You can't not hate Franklin. I mean, you're pretty much cheering that, like, oh, yeah, he had to go. Yeah, he had to go. <laughs> he had to go. But, I mean, as much as Leatherface looks cool and he's running after people with that, uh, he doesn't, he's the only guy that he kills in the first one with a chainsaw is Franklin. And so, so anyway, that's how, that's got the, it was, it was a close call between that and Ash, but I, I have a warm spot. For you have Texas so much love you know. in your heart for Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1975. That's number five leading our saw category and coming in our next tool out of the toolbox. How about the drills? Yeah. <laughs> that was another one. Messy, messy. Oh, my God. I love the drills. I love the drills. Well, the we, Driller Killer, obviously. Yeah, we mentioned Driller Killer. Yeah. Pretty much what? Every yeah. every kill scene More in that movie. One guy they catch on, they set on fire, but for the most part, it's it's drills. But and that's not a good movie. I'm not a really big fan of the other one you have down here, which is Body Double. No, I don't care for Body Double in particular, but I do love the scene so that he finally goes over and he thinks he's going to, I don't know, save the life of this woman. He thinks he's been peeping on all the time, and he, he, <laughs> he runs in, and he hears the drill, and you just see it come down through the ceiling above him, 
and then you see it go back in and just all the blood. I was it's nice. Yeah. You like it's it. nice. <laughs> nice. It's nice. I uh, like that one. And those are the couple of the main drill scenes, but uh again, one that you pretty much know had to lead this category. What? Lola from two thousand nine, the loved ones. Will you go to the dance with me? Sorry, Lola. I'm done with Holly. I'm going to stab Holly in the heart. Just like you did to me. It's not just what they do with the drill, but then what they do after with the hole. Yeah. Well, they don't do it to him. But that's, I mean, that's the plan. And we yeah. know we've done it to Broad, broad Eyes. Broad Eyes. She's so great, though. We've talked, in fact, we talked about her just last time because she was one of our underestimated women. Yes. You don't want to, yes. as you can tell, you don't want to underestimate Lola. No, whatever Lola wants. Um, one of the things I love about this, besides the whole father-daughter thing, which is awesome, is that is that pink nail polish. <laughs> you know, she's gripping this drill, and she's got, the, you know, her prom nail polish going on. I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. And this is, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot happening in this movie, uh, but I think of all of the different, poss- this was my favorite. I loved the whole power drill, father-daughter bonding. I loved the scene. Well, and it's not the only, they also use other household items yes, and things do. around the Cleaners. house. Cleaners. Yeah. They do some cleaners, um, boiling water, of course, and nails. Nails. Yeah. There's some nails. That's right. More tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're using the whole toolbox there, really and that's uh, that's number four. That leads our drill category at number four. It's the loved ones, which we've, we've talked about many times for good reason. That is a fun one. And so next up, you got to talk about hammers and or nails. Yeah. So I lumped hammers, nails, and nail guns all into okay. one. Really massive category. And unfortunately, everybody already knows who the winner is because I, I skipped ahead in my slides. But come on, who's beaten that? Come on. Like you didn't cringe when you saw that scene. But again, so uh, the Evil Dead 2013 reboot with yeah. the uh, nail gun to the face. That's nice. Nice. That is good. That's a good one. And then just nails. Just nails. Culver. Yeah. Right? Serpent the Rainbow. Ouch. Yeah. Um, well, Culver, that's one that... The whole mood of that movie, you know, and then when you get to that scene, yeah, um, that's one we showed here with uh, with Fright Club yes, Live. Yes, we did not too long ago, and uh, boy, that I think it was our Christmas film, wasn't it? Why wouldn't Happy it be? Holidays. Why wouldn't it be? Come on in! Come on in! <laughs> Come on in! Yeah, we're just recording our podcast first, but uh, there's plenty of fun, plenty of fun to come. Uh, but um, what are we talking about? The, the Colbert scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, that it builds up to that. Yeah. You know, it has such a wave of dread that's yeah. coming up to that that you yeah. know something very uncomfortable is going to happen to this guy. And the, the, I think the worst part is they crucify him, and that is not the worst thing that happens <laughs> yeah. to poor which is Mark. Not a good sign. Poor Mark. Yeah, but uh, and then so- you're next. She makes excellent use of all manner of tools. She's very handy. She was also one of our underestimated women, Erin. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like what she does with nails. And that's one, as, as we said, we had kind of poo-pooed that movie a little bit. I just because didn't like it as well it's, as it's, people it's, did when it came out. It's I one that we always it. talked about going back for a second look because we didn't care for it the first time we saw it that much. And, and a lot of people really do. So I'm like, okay, that one probably deserves another look, which we did give it another look. So I'd say we like it a little better now, yeah. especially especially her. Because, yes. yeah, she, she, was great. she has some hidden talents. She does. Some very s- particular set of skills. Right, and the first thing she thought to do was head to the basement, find the tools, which is wise, and I would well, not have thought of and that. And then she sets up that, like I said before, that home alone yeah. type of trap yeah, with exactly. the nails when yeah. they come in out of the window Perfect. and step on those things. So Perfect. she's, yeah, 
She's industrious. She is. So that's one that's uh, a few of those that came in in the hammer and or nail category. But, uh, yeah, you saw it because we have a little slip up here with the technology in the trailers, but uh, or the scenes, I should say. You know the scene from Misery, if 1990. you don't, you're going to see it now. <laughs> this was one of, our first, one of our first dates, this movie yeah. was. Kind of set the tone for the whole relationship. <laughs> I was happy. Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery spirit is still alive. Yeah, murderer! No, you've been out of your room. I don't know what you're talking about. Is this what you're looking for? Whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. James Caan and Kathy Bates in her Academy Award-winning role. God's sake! It's for the best. Hey, please! God, I love you. Misery. She is so good. She is! In this movie. She is, uh, she's perfect. She's perfect in this movie. She won the Oscar for that reason. She is perfect in this movie. But that, even watching it now, I know. when you know you what's know it's coming, coming, it's so uncomfortable. And, you know, to get technical, it's a mallet. Well, I don't know a mallet from a hammer. I'm not handy. I don't know if that's a surprise to well, anyone. Well, you're the judge. When we say we're going to go to the judges, we're going to you. Yeah. So you gave it a pass. Yeah, that's right. A mallet is a hammer, and a hammer is a mallet. So it's in the hammer family. It's uh, in the hammer family. That's right. We're moving on to lawnmowers. Lawnmowers. Is our is our next category number two and yeah what comes to mind when you think of lawnmowers in, uh, in so there's only movies? one but there's actually no. <laughs> there's a short and it's terrible uh, and um, <laughs> it, it's in what is it in Doctor Shock's Tales of Terror I remembered the short and it, I had a hard time trying to find what film it was in 2003 the the short is called The Garden Tool Murders so there you go and uh, and, and and a person is buried neck deep. Right over their head. <laughs> Ouch. I missed that one. And, and there th- is a Friday the 13th weed whacker, which, again, it's, it's in the family. You, you would think that more movies would have used a weed whacker. You, you think that that comes to mind. You could have some in, really uh, inventive ways to, to abuse a weed whacker. Yeah. They, did a, they, they do a lot of gardening tools stuff. There are a lot of pitchforks. There are a lot of mm. shovels going on on Friday the 13th. But the weed whacker is maybe the dumbest. And, that <laughs> and so, therefore, made the list. By part seven. Yeah, they got to really get in deep into that uh, toolbox. But, yeah, the one you're all thinking of when we mention lawnmowers, uh, and that's the one that leads the category from 1992, Roll It Dead Alive. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something horrifying is haunting life. Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... Who's your mother? ...has caught on with the neighbors. Excuse me! You know what that means! How do you kill something that's already dead? Your mother ain't a girl! Dead alive. So a little bit of a blender... <laughs> just to go along with yeah, it. Yeah, just for a, just a little addition there to the uh, household tools. But that one, I know that movie for a long time held the record for most fake blood, right? It did. And a lot of it was due to that scene. Right. So it beat Evil Dead 2, and then the Evil Dead remake beat this. And it's Peter Jackson, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, you know, master of the Oscars. Uh, in his early films, he, he that's really what he did right there brilliantly just comedy splatter horror and a lot of it looks pretty bad today by today's standards not as bad as the Sumatran Sumatran rat monkey which just looks like a 
kind of rabid lump of clay. But um, the movie is super, super fun. And that's a great scene because it's where Lionel Cosgrove finally really grows a spine and then just, as you can see, leaves a mess. Yeah, that's quite a mess. I actually think this is the movie that made us decide we were going to do something on tools. At one point, we're like, we got to do something without lawnmower scene. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it ranks uh, ranks pretty high. It ranks it at number two, leading our lawnmower category, and that only needs, leaves room for uh, number one at the top, and that is scissors and or shears. And there's a lot to choose from. In fact, we probably could have done a whole podcast just on scissors. We totally could. We easily could have because you've got like the, so you've got the big gardening shears, right? Of like the burning or uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They have gardening shears all over the place, actually. But uh, when you get down to scissors, that's really when it gets more fun. Mm-hmm. So there's May, right? The first kill in the movie May, where the guy with the bad dreads puts his hands up like this, and <laughs> she comes at him with that big pair of scissors and felt. It, that's the one we forgot about until right before right before this uh, podcast. Felt if you haven't seen it, um, and it kind of s- slipped under the cracks. It was one of those that came out what just a few years ago. Yeah, I think mean, two 2014. years ago. Yeah, it got a lot of. Uh, Kind of scandalous press about its subject matter, yeah, uh, and it gets it gets uncomfortable. It's with the uncomfortable, scissors. Yeah. yeah, and there are scissors involved, so you know, let that. And then, of course, take, take inside, your mind where it wants to. inside, from 2007, that which is, is one of our favorite movies. One, one of, of our, our favorites. That was another Christmas broadcast here at the Fright Club podcast. Another <laughs> lovely holiday special. Note to self: spend holidays with us. <laughs> Make it jolly, but yeah, that that uh, finale of Inside with the scissors. Well, is even just right from the very beginning, right through the hand, through the hand, yeah, that's right. Door, but then yeah, the scissors get worse use after that. Yeah, and then Old Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Old boy, the original. Yeah, the original. Please don't old waste boy. your time on the on the no. remake. But yeah, the original. And he does it to himself. Nasty. Eesh. And that just leaves room for one at the top. It's the one we're going to see tonight. So we're not going to show the scene here for the theater crowd for fear of spoilers. But but it's Lars von Trier and his story of a grieving couple retreating to their cabin in the woods, hoping to repair their broken hearts and troubled marriage. But nature takes its course, and things go from bad to very. Very worse. From 2009, Antichrist. You have to have the courage to stay in the situation that frightens you. Do you love me? (laughs) I can't do this. The ground is burning. The ground is not burning. Nature is Satan's church. Do you know what you're saying? You shouldn't underestimate me. Tell me what you think is supposed to happen in the woods. Okay, we've slipped away into a nearby darkened theater, as we always do. We want to talk a little bit more about Antichrist, but, you know, we don't want to spoil anything because I think there's more than a few people here tonight who haven't seen it at all. Actually, some of our regulars haven't seen it. Tom and Tammy Howard haven't seen yeah. it. Jason Stepp hasn't seen it. So, so that's always fun. Especially on the big screen. It is as as disturbing a movie as it is. Oh, man, Lars von Trier can frame a scene. It really is. So much of it is grotesquely beautiful and and a- achingly beautiful. Yeah. So sad, but yet still beautiful. Like, yeah. like you said, he really can. He can frame a scene. Uh, that no matter what you think of his movies, and you know, for me, he varies. I mean, I go from yeah, not yeah. liking him at all to like him very much. But they're so often just gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And this one is no exception to that. But you know, it deals with a couple uh, played by Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg who are dealing with an incredible amount of grief over yeah. the death of their child. Mm-hmm. It's really Lars von Trier's 
horror film. Yeah. And you know, anytime he attempts anything, it's going to be different because you could say Dancer in the Dark is his musical. Right. But it's certainly not your average musical. And this is not your average horror film. In no. fact, it takes a while. I think a lot of people, if, if you went in not knowing anything about it, you would think, at least for a while, this is a horror film? It's funny because uh, because when it first came out, Lars von Trier had certainly not made a horror film, and he was still pretty much at the top of his game at that point, and it was, it was pretty much hated because I think it was not what anybody expected, and the people who liked Lars von Trier are not necessarily horror fans, and even when we watched it, it was funny. It took me a while, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is a Cabin in the Woods horror movie. Yeah. And right away, I'm like, snap, okay, things are going to go badly now, but I think for most people, that's not what they expected. Well, and of course, if you know anything about Lars von Trier, and we've talked about him on occasion before, he carries the reputation as not only a misogynist, but an overall misanthrope. Oh, yeah. And this movie doesn't help those no. those charges at all. In fact, that year, this movie came out in 2009, and that year at Cannes, it was awarded a special anti-award from the ecumenical jury <laughs> at Cannes, which usually awards a film that promotes spiritual and humanist values. They gave him an anti-award for his misogynistic views for this movie. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I don't know that I agree with that, but I think that's because I very often feel like Lars von Trier, the character in a Lars von Trier film that represents him is usually the female lead. Um, and I'm going to give, I mean, people who, who read it differently understand because generally speaking, the female lead in a Lars von Trier movie takes some abuse. Yes. Um, but I think um, you have, no, I think you have a good point there, especially in uh, my, off the top of my head, uh, Nymphomaniac. Yeah, I think especially I mean, one, you know, part I think two. That that one is the where he's the most obvious about it. But I mean, I think uh, I, I just think that you can you can trace that all the way. And the other thing is that I think this film um, uh, it doesn't beat you about the head with it. But basically, these two characters are are overcome with grief and guilt, mm -hmm. and especially her. She says from the very beginning. She doesn't want to do what he wants to do, and he wants to take control of her situation. And her grief. He wants to control it. Mm -hmm. And then basically, little by little, what you realize is that she uh, has been spending some time reading about women who manipulate situations like that, and she says, are they evil? And then she, he says, is she afraid of herself? So I don't think that it is necessarily... I, I don't read it as a, as a misogynist film. I read it more as a... This is what can happen when you put, you know, when you try to control someone else. I think you have a good point there, but I also can see how it easily can be viewed the other sure, way. Sure, absolutely. Uh, because those types of themes, not only misogynistic views, but but overall misanthropic views. Well, I don't think there's a question there. <laughs> I, I really don't. I think yeah. he, yeah, he hates pretty down people. on people. He's pretty down uh, on people. And in fact, he's I think has been pretty clear that during this time and right before filming this movie. And maybe during it that he was dealing with a depression. Um, maybe and... he'd seen one of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but but it's definitely one that I would. It's definitely one of my. I want to say my favorite Von Trier movies, but I do it is like my it. Favorite. It, it is, is your my favorite. Favorite Lars Von Trier movie. I still really like Melancholy a lot. I like Dancer in the Dark, and you hate that. I movie. do not like Dancer in the like Dark. It. I like it. <laughs> uh, but this one I do like, um, and I we don't want to 
spoil why this is included in the toolbox of horror. But to be honest but, with you, there's a whole tool shed oh, yeah. going on here. And a whole Literally big, a tool shed. And a toolbox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But and, uh, uh, once they, like you said, once they get to the Cabin in the Woods, then yeah. it becomes a yeah. real Cabin in the Woods horror yeah. film with some other weird stuff going on. But just, yes. if you haven't seen it, just suffice to say that, yeah, there's a whole toolbox and a tool shed and they get put to use in very uncomfortable, up-close photography yes and you're going to be squirming in your seat yeah uh, both men and women yeah let's leave it at that so uh but we're going to show it tonight it's number one on our toolbox horror list and uh and by the way i didn't say before we've gotten a couple in the last few weeks we've gotten a couple really nice reviews of this podcast on apple Podcasts. so i want to say thank you Thank you very much for that. And we have we don't mention that too often. We don't. But we should. Please, if you like the podcast and you want to go and give us a, a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, which, by the way, is the new name. It's not called iTunes anymore. Right. Their, pod, their whole podcast division there is known as Apple Podcasts. Right. So that's where you can find us. And thank you if you've left a review and uh, if, you, if you would like to. Thank you in advance. So let's get back in there and see this movie and take it away, Wayne and Garth. It's a really beautiful film. It's a very sad film, and it's and it's pretty troubling. And uh, I, I I lent my screener to Christy Robb, who also writes for us at Mad Wolf, and she was watching it on the treadmill. And she it was the, the film hadn't come out yet because it was my critic screener. She was watching it on the treadmill, and she had no idea what was coming because nobody knew who had any idea what was coming. And then she also she naturally. She fell off the treadmill while she was watching it and injured herself and <laughs> and isn't here this evening. So <laughs> Bad memory. So, yeah, that's all we're going to say about that. We'll probably slip off here and uh, record some thoughts just for the podcast. But uh, So we'll roll it here in just a couple of minutes. But So we'll have this uh, up on the site, madwolf.com, here by Monday probably. Yep. And we welcome your feedback as always. Best way to do that is on Twitter. We are at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. We have a couple big ones coming up pretty soon. We're going to do one with, with John, Father's Day. We're going to do some some uh, kids' movies. And I think we're also going to do one on The Help. Yeah. Right? And then we have Phantom Dark Dave and the B-Movie Podcast. Follow. And then Knack Mac is going to return. I don't know if any of you remember Knack Mac, but he was on our Stephen King podcast, which was a great one, and he's decided he wants to return and talk about asylums. So that'll be fun as well. That'll be nice. And we've also realized that it's really not too many weeks now we're going to be at the halfway point right. so of will. the year, and that means we're going to be taking nominations for the best horror movies so far this year. So if you have some, please let us know about that. Yeah, we'll actually, do that yeah, yeah, toward the end of June. Uh, tweet that to us. What was the best horror movie or a couple of horror movies, new releases that you saw so far in 2017? Yeah, we still have a little bit of time. In fact, one that comes out this week that has a limited release, but they're showing it here, is Hounds of Love which uh, I liked very, very much. So if you get a chance to see Hounds Australian of Love, Australian horror, you might like that one. Yeah, they usually bring it. They do. They usually bring it. So see that if you can. All right, so we got to roll this. Again, uh, get in touch with us uh, at Mad Wolf on Twitter. That's the easiest way. And we thank you to The Gateway, as always, for hosting us and to Golden Spiral Media for hosting us on the uh, podcast stand. And until then, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay Fright my friends. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the movie.